0: episode 125 of the shock shock knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network sean st jacques back here with you with more knicks and nba talk tough week this week for the knicks we'll break as much of it down as we can um a lot to get to uh, and a lot of frustration uh starting to build around the knicks fan base we will touch on all of that during the show and we'll do maybe a little stock up stock down as well we haven't done that in a while on this show but we'll look around the nba see which teams are trending in the right direction and which are not kind of like the knicks we'll see if the knicks make an appearance on stock up stock down this week Uh, for those that have been following me whether it's on twitter or clubhouse um lots been going on for me the last week i just came back to the tri-state area After my nearly seven month long stint uh, working down in Florida, I really enjoyed the work that I got to do down there. For those that follow me on Twitter um, or even Instagram, you guys will know what I've been up to uh, doing play-by-play for soccer, basketball, and hockey as well. It's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed my experience. I'm looking forward to what's ahead on that front and it's part of the reason why I came back. Uh, to the tri-state area, obviously to be around my family and friends for the holidays, but also for, for work in the area as well. I'm really excited about that. Um, and everyone that's, you know, uh, sent me, you know, nice wishes and, and things like that, as well as about, you know, the other work that I do aside from this podcast, um, all of those messages are really appreciated. So thank you guys for that. And thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast and listening week in, week out make sure you leave us a good rating and review on itunes as well it really helps uh push the podcast forward and as always you can follow me on clubhouse sean saint Jacques, or shock shock nicks talk or nba fan club because i will be uh starting to continue or should say continuing to do more with them uh through the app as well so very excited uh for stuff coming up in that regard um we'll get to stock up stock down uh second half of the show but let's talk about the Knicks. I mean, this is the first podcast of the year, uh, where I come in pretty low on the Knicks front. I'll be honest. I've been watching a lot of college hoops, uh, the last few weeks, college hoops is back My pirates going into Ann Arbor and uh, leaving on a very nice flight back to Newark with a dub in the pocket. So very happy for the pirates, uh, pirate alum, uh, across the nation, across the world. A lot of people excited with the win over Michigan, in the gavit game so very exciting on the college basketball front but then i turned my attention back over to the knicks and i or i left them in a pretty good spot i thought not not the greatest but in a decent spot i come back and the knicks are treading water at the moment at eight and seven and really scuffling over these last five games so listen I, i don't know if we talked a ton about this game last week but obviously the knicks dropping the game at home to the Bucks, it was a tight game in the latter stages and you know the Knicks just weren't able to get over the hump and Knicks were down for most of the game against Milwaukee they got it back I think to to one possession at one point it was a really good uh rally in the fourth but the Knicks were were undone by you know a couple of bad performances earlier in the first half and then in the third quarter in particular and that fourth quarter rally ended up getting snuffed out in a one twelve. 100 loss to a bucks team that was looking you know to get a little get back at the knicks after they beat them in milwaukee it's just and we'll get to this a little bit more in a second but for some reason the knicks at home this year have just been all over the place and honestly you know it wasn't even the usual suspects that got the knicks in this one Giannis had a decent game not a great game it was pat Connaughton off the bench with 23 points ended up being crucial in the game rayson allen had 15 points as well true holiday i thought played extremely well 18 points and six dimes and bobby portis the former nick had 17 so five guys in double figures for milwaukee and really was the defensive work that the bucks did that really um made it tough on the Knicks. i think at one point uh, i want to say the knicks were down by was it 24 or, or something like that at one point they were getting rolled by the bucks uh i think it was in this in the third quarter i believe it got it got really bad Knicks fought their way back uh made it tough on milwaukee but they just didn't close very strong and uh and this was kind of one of the first games where i started looking at julius Randle and just thinking oh my goodness just not good enough you know Uh, six of 15 for 16 points and no other starters in this game were in double figures in fact fournier walker and robinson combined in this game to have seven points not good enough four bench players were in double figures basically because of necessity in this game Toppin had 14 rose doing what we we'd kind of it's great to see him play well but you know he shouldn't have to do 22 off the bench every night alec burks had 14 and quickly had 18 it still wasn't enough because the the starters just absolutely fumbled it it was really poor from the starters and then you go into the charlotte game and it's a relatively uh similar story because that third quarter again was really important knicks got off to a great start in this game really were flying after one quarter and they just slowly but surely let charlotte get back into this game i, I thought this was a game the knicks needed to win should have won you know i really thought uh the knicks were going to turn it around in this game and it didn't happen you know burks had 15 off the bench quickly gave you nine it was it, that should be enough that should be enough and listen, Kemba Walker was great, but Julius Randle, again, very poor. Ten points. Five turnovers. Not good enough in this game. And, and awful from the field. Four of 15. Four of 15 from the field. I mean, that against Charlotte, too. Not the best defensive team in the world. It's not good enough from, from Julius Randle, statistically. So... And honestly, I could go on and on. I I just I worry about a couple of things just from these two games in particular. And it's we'll get into the the big picture in a second, but you know, Julius Randle and the starters are not consistent. Right? And then defensively, defensively the Knicks are 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 a little all over the place right now. Depending on the night. You're not sure what, what you're gonna get from Coach Thibodeau's defense right now. And I must say Evan Fournier has gone very quiet, has gone very quiet of late. I, I know I was hyping him up a lot early parts of the season, but he's he's not only going cold, he's not taking a lot of shots either, which is worrying me. He only took three threes and took six total shots in the win over Charlotte, sorry, in the loss to Charlotte. That, that's concerning, man. That's not good you're expecting him to do a lot better than that and then listen the Knicks bounced back against Indiana game again at the time a game that I felt like oh boy if they lose this one they're in trouble they're in trouble and they pulled it out you know it wasn't pretty (laughs) by any stretch it was a grind but listen the Knicks clamped down defensively in the fourth quarter when they needed to And, and honestly the Knicks weren't great defensively in most of this game I thought Indiana just missed a lot of good looks if I'm being honest it really really was poor from them I thought and listen Knicks had to do it despite another bad performance from Randall shooting the basketball Walker was okay and Fournier again not in double figures in this game and quickly was actually the joint leading goal, uh, joint leading uh, point getter I should say pardon me with uh Kemba 16 apiece and then Derek Rose had a chip in 14 off the bench to make up for the lack of offense coming from Randall and Fournier, and listen, I'm not gonna, you know, skate over this either, R.J. Barrett's not exactly been good in the last five games, he was four of 13 against Indiana for 12 points, Knicks only scored 92 points in this game, in 92-84 win, they should have scored 110, Indiana was not up for it in this game and the Knicks kind of let them hang around until the fourth where it's not like the Knicks were on fire offensively but they held the Pacers to just 10 fourth quarter points that was the difference Knicks scored 23 which you know again not not great but they held Indiana to 10 and, and that ended up being the difference so again it's early in the season right I've been saying that for the last few weeks even when the Knicks have been playing very well in these first 15 games but we're, we've now got a sample here and the knicks especially after the game I'm about to touch on not exactly you know breathing life into the fan base right now you know I listen i i think beating indiana here was big for the long-term parts of the season you should be beating them consistently pacers by the way are two and seven after that game on the road after the loss to the knicks they're very poor away from Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So you've got to take advantage of that. And luckily the Knicks did. So again, extremely inconsistent defensively, Julius Randle and and really the starters as a whole have been all over the place and have been putting together really poor shooting performances. It's been difficult to watch. I I was able to watch most of this game, the win over the Pacers, and it, it, it It was tough i'm not gonna lie it was a tough watch it was a rock fight for most of the game the second quarter was was relatively good uh, especially offensively but the rest of the game i mean the knicks were very much struggling to get something going offensively and and then in the fourth you know they they pull away but again it was the defensive side of the game where the knicks could be very very good that got them over the line because offensively the knicks were still not great in the fourth quarter they were able to get some some dunks and Obi Toppin had a couple nice moments in the fourth himself although he only had four points but he had, he had a great dunk uh and a great alley-oop slam as well but i i just it, it's one of those things for me where i just even after the win i just go the signs are still there this knicks team is still trying to f- go through this funk right now trying to fight through it at the moment and it and it really reared its ugly head against orlando i mean something about this team the knicks can't beat them the knicks can simply not beat orlando i don't know what the heck's going on with that but for some reason the knicks cannot beat the magic it's unreal it's unreal since the knicks blew the magic out on the second game of the season they've let two against them slip away i don't get it I don't get it. Again, the one at the garden, I should say, when they've played Orlando at the garden, the Knicks can't beat them. But when they go down, when they went down to Orlando, they smoked them, smoked them. Orlando this season has four wins and two of them are against the Knicks. And this one, again, I didn't get to watch a lot of this game live. I had to look back at the highlights, but... This was very poor from the Knicks in the second half. I mean, the Knicks should have put this game away. Orlando did nothing special in this game. And the Knicks, again, just let them dictate the tempo and let them basically run roughshod for a good chunk of the second and third quarters. And then in the fourth, again, the Knicks had to come from behind uh, after letting the lead slip, basically. and, And it was too late. It was too late. The Magic had taken control of the game. And that was it. The Knicks should have put this game away in the third quarter. And they just weren't able to do it. Extremely disappointing from the Knicks. I want to say midway or later stages of the third quarter. That was a chance. And and, and again, the Knicks just let it slip away. I, I just such a a really poor, even the second quarter, I thought there was a chance that the Knicks could, could really stamp their authority on the game. And they never did. They never were able to do it. And in the fourth, again, the Knicks had the lead for a decent amount of time and they, and they let it slip and they just let it slip away. Beginning of the fourth is the biggest one where I thought, put them away, put them away right now and they weren't able to do it. 10498 loss and, and to me this this game has highlighted all the problems the Knicks are going through at the moment. RJ Barrett was a little bit better. You know, Mitchell Robinson played great. Gave us some offense which was much needed. Gave the Knicks some much needed offense, 13 and 11 rebounds. But once again, Julius Randle struggling shooting the basketball you know to the point where alec burks had to take 16 shots off the bench alec burks with all due respect should not be taking 16 shots he shouldn't have to on this team and again walker and fournier combine for 10 points on 13 shots how the heck is that possible how, how combined, Fournier and Walker shot 4 of 13 for 10 points. Alec Burks, by himself, shot 5 of 16 and had 15 points. That cannot happen. And it's been happening consistently this last week and a half. And the Knicks find themselves now 8 and 7. They have a below 500 record at the garden and they've got to figure this out they've got to figure out this offensive funk with the starters they've got to figure out this inconsistency defensively especially at the garden where you're just not sure what you're gonna get and the knicks have got to put games away the magic coming into this game were three and eleven you've got to put them away The Knicks, if they had just beaten the Magic, would be 10-5. We'd be feeling great. But they're 8-7, and and there's problems here. Fournier, where the heck has he been in the last week? Why isn't he taking more than six shots a game, seven shots a game? Evan Fournier should be taking close, if not at, 10 shots a game. How is he only taking six shots and forcing Rose and Burks to do what we were and quickly and now sometimes Toppin to overexert themselves. They should not have to come in and save the day every night. This is not why Walker and more importantly, Fournier were brought in. And listen, I get it i've been saying it you know try not to overreact but these are problems that if they don't get addressed will linger throughout the season and again we have now enough of a sample size we're at the 15 game mark and the knicks this this run here where the knicks were on this was a huge opportunity for the knicks to pick up some wins against Orlando they got one over Indiana but also against Charlotte as well huge chances here and, and the Knicks find themselves right above 500 now listen Phillies there Boston and Toronto are a game back Philly by the way has lost five in a row we'll get to them later on in the show but the Cavs loss comes up the first game against Indiana the blowout the first magic loss and and that and that raptors defeat that i still don't understand how that happened and i saw tibbs's reaction at the end of the game you can just tell he's furious absolutely furious he's a defensive guy through and through he can't like this not one bit not one bit Knicks have now lost five of their last sorry four of their last six. Knicks have lost four of their last six. If you want to go back to the beginning of the month, Knicks have lost six of nine in November. They're three and six in the month of November. That is not good enough. And the Knicks have a big game on Saturday against a oh an awful Houston team gotta take care of business because the the bulls are next then it gets really tough lakers Suns, atlanta brooklyn chicago denver san antonio indiana toronto milwaukee should i keep going golden state houston boston detroit washington atlanta on christmas there's no breaks coming up just every once in a while you've got one in there but this, this schedule upcoming for the Knicks is a big part of this season. The end of November, and we said this earlier, this is why getting these wins early was huge, because this upcoming stretch is very difficult. You've got Chicago twice, you've got Denver, you've got Milwaukee, you've got the Bulls twice, like I said, Golden State, Boston, Atlanta twice, within a month you've got Washington on the schedule there's a lot of tough games coming up and big games then the division Boston and Toronto Brooklyn at the end of the month so the, these are big this is a big stretch this this next stretch of about three weeks is very important these this holiday stretch knicks have got to start turning it around and getting some wins because they're at eight and seven it's not like they've got a cushion here at 10 and five knicks are right on the cusp of, of 500 you got to start getting some wins especially in this division it's very tight very tight and you're playing everybody in the division except for philly during this stretch so the knicks have got to get it back in gear and, and, and listen they know that but it's one of those things where we've now got a sample size we've seen some of the problems and the knicks have got to address them because it does not get easier by any stretch i mean there's a stretch in this next slate from the end of november to december where the knicks are playing seven of eleven on the road that's a tough stretch atlanta brooklyn on the road chicago denver at home san antonio indiana toronto on the road milwaukee and golden state at home and then houston and boston on the road very difficult stretch and then a big homestand detroit washington atlanta christmas that's a huge stretch Knicks have got to be ready for it very important run coming up here and we'll see if this team is up for the challenge and again these are the ebbs and flows right of an NBA season but the Knicks have taken a couple of punches this week and they have got to get back off the mat right now the Knicks are in seventh in the east in a playing spot but and, and to be fair listen basically the whole division is there the Knicks then the Celtics sorry the Knicks the the Sixers then the Celtics and then the Raptors and you've got Brooklyn up there in the two spot and again it's early to look at this but boy the knicks have got to start figuring it out because this is a very difficult very difficult conference and and to be fair and we might get to them in a second you know the hawks are falling behind a little bit they've won three in a row to try to get back into this but they're at seven and nine you know the bucks are seven and eight you know but they're coming so the knicks have got to be ready the knicks have got to be ready if they're going to be able to stay in this race and and, be a factor in it right you don't want them to just stay in the race you want them to be a player in the playoffs so we'll see again it's an early punch and we'll see how the Knicks handle it but this is a big big test coming up and we'll see how they're going to be able to navigate it through Thanksgiving and then obviously through the month of December into the Christmas time and then the new year let's take a break here when we come back a little nba stock up stock down we'll take one team from the east one team from the west whose stocks are up and we will do the same in both conferences for teams whose stocks are down at the moment all that more is next on the shock shock nicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network stock up stock down we have not done this in a while on the show figure this was a good week to do it because we have got a good sample size most teams have played 14 or 15 games in this nba season again i I always try to pump the brakes the first couple of weeks even the first month sometimes of the season see how things play up when you get to around a 15 20 game mark you can start to do this kind of a thing and see where a team is at again we're just about at the uh you know at the quarter mark of the season and kind of see where everybody is at at the moment we'll start in the west for a stock up this one's pretty easy uh didn't have to think too long on this one um actually to be fair i i that's that's not true to be fair could have been one of two teams right i mean at the moment it, it it's it's a tough tough time dealing with the golden state warriors right steph curry's been phenomenal they're gonna get clay thompson back we'll see how he looks but they're gonna get him back and they waxed brooklyn last night however for stock up stock down you gotta look at the full picture and the hottest team in the nba right now are the phoenix suns the phoenix suns started the season one and three we heard a little bit of panic stations everybody already shelving them saying oh last year was a fluke last year they just rolled through injury-laden teams and let's see how they do in the playoffs this year right but right now right now the phoenix suns have won 10 straight games they are 11 and 3 they started 1 and 3 they have been rolling at the moment they're six and two at home by the way five and one on the road and this this news about robert sarver has not distracted the team whatsoever they have maintained their fantastic run and they have stayed the course it has been really remarkable to keep an eye on out west again you know i had the, the force of talking with a phoenix suns podcast during the preseason and their high expectations maintained were maintained from last year, expecting to get back there potentially again, despite a very tough conference. And again, yeah, you know, some have their their uh, their hesitancies, but most think that this is one of the best teams in the conference, and it's hard to disagree. It's hard to disagree with the way they are playing right now, and they have opened up, by the way, a five-game lead on the seven spot. So I should say a four-game lead on the seven spot and a five game lead on the 10 spot so they're rolling right now they are absolutely rolling and gotta give monty williams and company credit this looks like a team to be reckoned with yet again in the west golden state was very close but that was just one game against the nets that overall again that was coming off a loss by the way now to be fair golden state is has won eight of their last 10 but phoenix has won all 10 of their last 10 and nobody's talking about them. So, I will. They should be talked about. They're playing great. The Phoenix Suns are going to be difficult to stop if they can stay healthy. The stock down was even easier, right? I mean, this is an easy cherry pick one, but there were a lot of people questioning where I put the Houston Rockets at the start of this season. I even question where i put them and i actually changed them a little bit higher up it didn't really matter in the end but right now the worst team in the nba is the houston rockets next play them next they've got to beat them they're 1 and 14 right now and they've lost 13 straight games they might actually legitimately they might actually test the waters of that loss record let just say losing streak record they had a season ago this is embarrassing to watch. And that's why the Knicks, the pressure's on the Knicks to show up on, on Saturday. They got to win that game. But just focusing in more on Houston, they have been terrible. And listen, you know, I was talking uh, about New Orleans a couple of shows ago, how they've been at least competitive. And they're, listen, they're bad too. They're 2-14. and 14, And I don't know what the heck's going to happen with Zion out. This season might be a wash for the Pelicans. However, I'm going to say this right now at least the pelicans have been pretty competitive in some of their games the rockets are getting blown off the floor some nights it's been embarrassing it really has and here's the crazy part here's the crazy part in my opinion they they have had a lot of chances at home to start the season now i know they have played more road games but very beginning of the season it looked like at home they were going to be okay and then this last couple of weeks i mean they've just been as bad as it gets they look like last year's team and you look you look at their roster and you're thinking "Hmm, maybe they're not gonna be the worst team they look like by far the worst team in the nba they really do it has been very poor to watch from the houston rockets in the east stock down It'd be easy to go with the Knicks, but I have to say it's the team that I mentioned right at the end of the last segment. The Sixers are in a little bit of trouble right now. Sixers have lost 5 straight. They have not won a game in the Atlantic Division this season. They're 8 and 7. They are 0 and 4 against teams in the Atlantic. And obviously that includes two losses to the Knicks, but something's going on. They are dealing with a couple of things right now and don't look now, but the Sixers are an eighth and they're trending down right now. Boston is trying to figure themselves out. So are the Raptors, but the Hawks have won three in a row. The Bucks will figure it out as well the Sixers are in a similar spot as the Knicks except they've just lost more games in a row essentially Knicks have lost uh six of their last 10 Milwaukee I should say Philly had actually won five in a row before this losing streak and now they've lost five in a row so they've been extremely Jekyll and Hyde to say the least so very intrigued to see how that's going to play out as the year goes on and listen it's for stock up in the east i could easily just look at the numbers and say well brooklyn look at them they've won eight out of ten but the way they looked against golden state the other night i've got a little bit of pause on that so i have two other options i could go with i could go with the miami heat who have won three in a row looked pretty nice so they kind of figured it out again they're a half game back of first place in the east heck i could go with charlotte too they've won four in a row they've looked good but you know i'm gonna go with i'm actually gonna go with the team believe it or not that's at the top of the east right now and the team currently with the third best record in the entire nba how can you not go with the washington wizards they're 10 and 4 They've won seven of their last ten. Have one of the best home records in the NBA. They're 6-1 and one in the nation's capital. I know they lost the other night, but they've looked very good. I'm very surprised, to be honest with you. And for those that want to feed that into Russell Westbrook, you've got a little bit of a reason right now to be chirping, because this team looks good. They look cohesive. they got some chemistry. I... I Listen, they lost Robin Lopez as well, by the way, a leader on that team who's gone to Orlando. And it, it, they look okay right now. They look fine, the Wizards. They really look okay. Again, I don't know about the playoffs. I have them, I think, just missing out on my preseason picks. I could double check that for you now. But I, I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm very surprised. Very surprised from what I have seen so far I, I i will say this as well as i take a look I have the wizards oh I the wizards 13th not looking too good right now i must say and Cleveland's in sixth as well and i have them in 14th so we'll see how that goes we'll see how it goes and and honestly one pick of mine that's not looking too good in the early stages i had the magic in 11th they got the worst record in the east right now so we'll see Again, right now the Bucks are in, in 11th, you know? If the postseason started today, the Bucks wouldn't be there. So, we'll see. Again, long way to go. This is why I, I try to balance this as best I can with, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, you know, still early. Haven't even eaten any turkey yet. Haven't had any stuffing, you know, which, by the way, I'm looking forward to next week as well. But we'll, you know, we'll see. But that's my stock up, stock down in the east, and in the west. Just a bit of a programming note before we get out of here this week. Next Thursday's Thanksgiving, believe it or not. Next Thursday's podcast is on Thanksgiving, which means I will not be recording that day, obviously, and we're going to do what we normally do, which is record the day before. So I'm going to be traveling for Thanksgiving. Uh, it looks like at the moment, um, love to hear what you guys are doing. I think a few of you have shared those over the years, what you guys do for Thanksgiving. Um, I will be out of state. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. At least that's the plan right now. It's a busy weekend for me coming up. And then next week is just going to be all about Turkey day and I'm excited about it. Um, I hope you guys are too. I I feel like this is the first big holiday, right? Where Depending on where you are in the country, right? I just came from Florida where it's still not great, you know, with COVID, but I've come up to New Jersey and and things are opening up a little bit. It's nice. It's been very nice in the tri-state. I've been in New Jersey, a little bit in New York, uh, my time back up here. And it's been nice to see things open up a little bit. It's been great. You know, I've been in New Jersey a little bit, hanging out with some friends and, um, It's just been nice to get it a little bit closer to normal because people are getting vaccinated or are are already vaccinated and getting booster shots, which is great. And it's the first big holiday where I think it's going to feel a little bit more normal. You know, I I feel like for me, at least throughout the year, because I've been working down in Florida, it's been tough because it's still one of those spots in the country where you're not quite sure. You got to be careful, you know, and being back up here in the tri-state area has just been awesome. It real that's been the biggest plus. I think about being back in the area where I grew up has been having a little bit more normalcy back in my life, which I haven't had <laughs> in a year and a half. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, before I go, uh, just cause next episode is the Thanksgiving day episode. Um, again, just to reiterate, right? Thursdays are normally our record days, so we're not going to record on the Thursday. We're going to record on the Wednesday. You're still going to hear it on the Friday, just to, just to be totally clear on that. So you guys will get the podcast when you normally get it, but I will not, you know, have anything to react to from the 25th. Cause I'm recording on the 24th and I'm traveling like on the 25th. It's going to be a travel day. Most likely going to go up to, uh, to a family, uh, house to eat some good food, probably watch some sports, hang out with the family, and then we're driving back. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot, but it's always a lot of fun as well. So that what basically what I'm trying to say is got no time on the 25th really even if I wanted to record uh to do it. So we're going to do it on the 24th. You guys will get it on the 26th and you can listen throughout uh, the entire weekend. Uh, It'll always be up and then we'll go back to regularly scheduled programming after that. Do want to give a heads up as well for December since we've got a little bit of time because we do have two big holidays again that fall on a Friday. There will be podcasts on New Year's Eve available to you and Christmas Eve because both of those fall on a Friday. Both of those days... I can record the day before, so it's gonna be pretty simple to get that done, and you guys will have your your shows on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve if you'd like to listen to them. And again, this is something else I want to say: you guys always listen on the holidays. It's unbelievable to me that you, you're you, you're welcoming me into your home or into your you know to your device, whatever it is. However, you you know maybe you're working during the holidays and you're spending some time with me and it means a lot that you guys are willing to do that and continue to support the show even during those times of the year means a lot Um, so I just wanted to reiterate that as well so thank you guys so much for that and just know if you need that if it's something you're looking forward to you'll get it the day after Thanksgiving while you're eating your leftovers you will get it on Christmas Eve while you're getting everything together for christmas day and right before the clock hits midnight on new year's eve you will also have a podcast to listen to going into 2022 it's one of the toughest parts about doing the show to be honest is trying to navigate the holidays so i'm trying to give you as much of a heads up as i can and again I, i i don't always get the chance to say this but any questions you have on this kind of stuff feel free to reach out. You know, I try my best, or, or you know, if you have a, a suggestion, reach out. I try my best to to fit these in, you know, around the holidays. We've done well, I think, the last uh, few years. So let me know uh, what you guys think. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. The next time I speak with you, I hope we are all eating some turkey, some stuffing, which is my favorite, some mashed potatoes, some sweet potatoes, maybe some mac and cheese, you know, whatever you guys, some collard greens, vegetables, whatever you guys are whipping up, maybe even a little bottle of wine if you're able to do that legally. So hope you guys are enjoying the start of the holiday season. Hope you enjoy Thanksgiving. I will get a chance to say that again to you guys next week. But until then, have a great week, and I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks Podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.